Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. This is the ultimate blueprint to rebuild America. And trillions more spending. It'll cut taxes while tackling the climate change crisis. Somebody walked across the rotunda to the house and handed the squad a pen and piece of paper. Inflation is here. Greater price increases in the future. The situation at the border is one of the toughest challenges we face. Joe Biden caused this. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views, a political Thursday, political trivia Thursday. Your category, New Innovations. We'll plan a little bit. A uh, lot to talk about today. Um, the saga goes on with Little League now a uh, Las, Ve- Las Vegas Review Journal story talking about a Nevada team. Three Summerlin South players were placed in COVID-19 protocol and did not play in Monday's Little League game against in the West region against Hawaii. Now, Hawaii was the other team that uh, had some COVID-positive, uh, a COVID-positive individual. This team had... Um, Summerlin South had 10 players for the game. Apparently, they had three players that had to drop out because they tested COVID positive, but they allowed the team to go ahead and play Hawaii. They lost to Hawaii. But you know, you, you've got to come to the conclusion that there are so many teams now that are getting the boot, that had gotten the boot. It was up to seven teams. I don't know if it was any more than that. That they're running out of teams, mm. and they need the ESPN money. So have now they have they changed now the protocol for what it means to get booted out? If you don't know what we're talking about, we've been talking the last several days uh, with Corey uh, about the situation with uh, Coach Corey Scott and the twelve-year-old Greenville All-Star team from the Tar Heels, and um, they they got the boot because one young man tested positive. He's since been tested three times has come back negative he's fine he's on vacation with his family no symptoms it feels great uh, and again we i, I realize covid's a, a real thing but the 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 way the uh, green the little league was treated uh, the little league international treated greenville little league as well as the tulsa team and now they seem to well it, it doesn't matter anymore we'll change change how we're doing things change protocol and I think it's because they're running out of teams. Did this team, uh, did it say they were vaccinated or the other players it, it did were vaccinated? Not. It did not. Now, the Hawaii team, all the other players were vaccinated. There's nothing in this story about whether anybody else on the team was vaccinated or not. Hmm. And again, you know, the vaccination is not recommended for young men under the age of 16. So I wonder what happens if um, they run out of teams. <laughs> Uh, whoever's left at the end of uh, kicking everybody out yeah, wins, they, I guess. So. Like, like you said, they probably adjusted their rules just because you know, they don't want to lose a buck or two. So the census came out today, and uh, rather interesting. The state of North Carolina increased. Population increased over the last 10 years by 9.5%. That's uh, 10 years ending April 2020, which means North Carolina added almost a a million residents, 903,905, a little less than a million. 707,000 of those 
are living in either the six triangle counties or the six counties in the Charlotte metro area. Hmm. So the two metro areas gained significantly. And it's pretty obvious. Uh, We know someone who sold a house up in the Raleigh area just a year ago. And uh, and I think the, the numbers are even accelerating in Raleigh more recently than they were probably back in 2010, 2011. But uh, the price of the house just increased by, I think it was like 25%, 30% in less than a year. Um, interestingly, if, if you look around the rest of the state, uh, there is, uh, for example, in Pitt County, there's some growth. Um, we grew 1.2% in Pitt County since 2010, which is not a lot. We're up to 170,243 in Pitt County, according to the census. But a lot of rural counties in North Carolina actually lost, especially in the eastern part of the state. Now, down near the coast, there was some gain of uh, population. But a lot of these rural eastern North Carolina, including some of the rural counties uh, up on the Virginia line to the west of the, in the western part of the state, uh, they, they lost. Um, but the metro areas grew considerably. The... Uh, apportionment for the U.S. House of Representatives, which is interesting about that. North Carolina did gain, we knew that was coming, did gain a a seat in Congress. States that lost. The only state that gained more than one was Texas. Everybody's leaving uh, their liberal state and moving to Texas, which is very much open for business. The states that lost. If If you look up into the Northeast, the Midwest and the Northeast, they either stayed the same or lost. California lost. Nobody lost two seats. California loses. Illinois lost a seat. Michigan lost a seat. Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and New York all lost seats. What about Montana and Idaho? Montana uh, gained a seat. Uh, Gained a a bunch of Californians, okay. Probably. Oregon, Oregon actually gained a seat. That's a surprise. I would think if I lived in Oregon, I'd be getting out of the getting out of Dodge quick. Colorado gained a seat. And uh, so you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 states change one way or the other. And uh, Texas, the big gainer with gaining two, North Carolina, Florida, Montana, Colorado and Oregon each gain one. You know, the scary part in North Carolina, though, um, as you mentioned, except for the coastal towns and probably the mountain resort towns, you know, west of I-77 and east of I-95 is decreasing. I hadn't even looked at it, but I know it's decreasing in population. Yeah. Uh, Pitt County was one of the few counties mm-hmm. in the eastern part of the state that uh, that gained. Now, there were a couple of other counties that gained. Dare County gained mm-hmm. significantly, you know, retirement. Mm-hmm. Um Onslow County gained, Pender County gained, uh, Brunswick County gained big time. I think Johnson County was the uh, actually the biggest county to gain. I think they increased by 27, almost 28%. Yeah, it's booming in yeah. Johnson County. Yeah. A lot of people, you know. Um, well, that's, out- that's an inexpensive place, to, uh, more less expensive place to live if you're working in mm-hmm. the Raleigh area. Mm-hmm. So a lot of folks are uh, saying, I'll, I'll take the commute down to Johnson County. So anyway, we'll uh, continue to follow this. Uh, I, I, I was looking for um, the ranking of states 
Uh, obviously, if we gain nearly a million people, I, I, I want to say, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to guess. I'm not sure where we rank now, but uh, we, we definitely increased, obviously, since we uh, gained a uh, House seat. Former President Barack Obama shrugged off the concerns of scientific experts throwing himself a massive 60th birthday party at his $17.5 million estate. Not bad for a uh, community organizer, a civil servant. As usual, the scientific experts were correct. The star-studded affair was confirmed as a super-spreader event. According to data compiled by the New York Times, you ready for this? Now, I realize the numbers are going up all over right now. COVID-19 infections in Dukes County, Massachusetts, which is where Martha's Vineyard is located, have spiked in the days since Obama's selfish display of clout. Cases have increased 1,829% over the last two weeks. Hospitalizations have jumped 157%. You know, President Obama always used to talk about the optics. The optics of what he did with that party was essentially said that, hey, you know, the lords have different rules than the serfs. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and he, and it's just, you know, it's just another case of um, they want us to do something different than what they do. The, the rules don't apply to them. And think about. Think about all the people that flew into that party. Oh, yeah. And first of all. And then flew back out. To have a birthday party where you, quote, have 500 friends, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm a pretty likable guy. I ain't got 500 friends. No. You, you still <laughs> not real friends. About, you, you've, not that I want to party with, anyway. You add up the number of people. You'd add up the number of people that you would enjoy going out to dinner with. Eh, you might get up to 50. Yeah. You you add up the number of people that you would consider close friends. If you have ten, I mean, I'm talking about close friends that you you know that you'd be in a foxhole with that you would say, uh, I would like that person to speak at my funeral, and, you know that kind of thing. How many would you have? I mean, the average person out there, if they're honest, they, it's not but a handful, literally just a handful. Which I you know, and I'm just you know, a, a close, important, dear friend is mm-hmm. you know is, is an important thing, and obviously you know you you don't take that lightly. But uh, 500 of them, <laughs> yeah, and you you know that just goes to his uh, you know narcissistic behavior. But you talked about his. You look at his estate, and and we can talk about a lot of politicians like this, but I remember looking at his financial disclosures uh, in very detail when he ran for president, and I looked at him back when he was in Congress or in Senate and Illinois House, and this is a prime example of pay-to-play. This guy had almost zero net worth until he ran, started running for his first office, and now he's you know, at some estimates, fifty million plus net worth. <laughs> and what has he done? Yeah, I mean, and I'm sorry, you make fifty and, and, fifty million dollars on on your books. I mean, that's what they're well speeches and books. I'm sorry, yeah. no, nobody makes fifty million dollars in speeches and books in a matter and overnight, basically. And and you know, the whole thing with Joe Biden when he talked about you know his tax returns ballooned right before you know the years he right before he ran for president, and you know they said hey it's all reported it was book deals and spe- speaking. I, I challenge someone to call me if you paid to go hear Joe Biden speak 
<laughs> I hate to tell you, but you're a fool. Well, I got news for you. No, no, it was it was the it's the, pay to play. It was uh, Zucker and all these other guys that would come up and uh, you know yeah I'll 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 buy a thousand of your tickets at ten thousand dollars a piece whatever here's your here's your check oh yeah it's sold out you and, know you, and this is I mean this isn't you know this isn't only Democrats this is a Democrat and Republican thing because I've studied it well you, it's it's, you, it's the same thing as Hunter Biden selling his art oh yeah it's yeah. a joke nobody comes to hear the speech nobody goes to buy his art because it's great art you look at their financial disclosures before they go to Washington look at their financial disclosures after they've been in Washington a while and that'll tell you all you need to know on a salary of you know two hundred thousand dollars a year it's impossible to create that kind of wealth speaking of hunter biden this is um this guy is a, a train wreck is is being really kind uh and this guy is a national security threat his clueless dad, who doesn't even know what door to go into at the White House, <laughs> shuffling around. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but a friend of mine posted on social media last night the whole the whole video of uh, of Biden getting trying lost. to find the door, and, and the title of his post was "Silver Alert." <laughs> uh, that's too true to be funny. Sil- silver Alert at the White House. We've lost so, Biden. So Hunter Biden has lost three laptops. You know, he had the one that was up in Delaware that the lap shop owner, you know, took a uh, copy of the uh, hard drive and then turned it into the FBI. And, of course, we never he- heard about that since. Uh, but, you know, certain things have leaked out in that because of the computer shop repair guy. Um, then there was another laptop that was confiscated by the feds, which I think was returned to Hunter Biden's attorney. Well, now we find out through the Daily Mail, and this has been confirmed by Jonathan Turley, who's not a fly-by-night, and he's not necessarily, I don't know what, what party affiliation Jonathan Turley's with. <clears throat> well, he said he didn't vote for Donald Trump. So. Constitutional attorney. I'm mm-hmm. Incredible guy, and yeah, you know this is. And he's not a right wing conspiracy. Uh, anyway, the, the story's been confirmed by him. There's another video that's been released, and I, I went through the story, and I'm not sure how the Daily Mail got their hands on this, but this is this is Hunter Biden. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. In fact, there is a link on uh, ENC News and Views. Go on there. Clark's got the link up there. You can read the entire story and you can watch the video that I'm talking about. But it's Hunter Biden in a hotel room, naked as a jaybird, with a naked prostitute. Smoking crack. And 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 <laughs> and it's it's blurred out, okay? I mean, don't go there thinking you can see some nudie pictures. Um but he's on here and it's got the audio. I mean, he's such a a, a clown. I mean, who First of all, I mean, he, he wants to be found out, apparently. So he's having a, a, a illicit relationship with this prostitute. He's got his computer going, so he's filming the whole thing. Then he sits down after they've done the deed, and he's talking to her, and he's talking about the fact that it was back in 2018, he was in a Las Vegas hotel room for, I think he, I think he said that he was there for 13, uh, 18 days 18, yeah 18 days at ten thousand dollars a night and there were russian spies there and uh talking about 
Russian young ladies. He would go to penthouse to penthouse, having illicit sex, taking drugs, passing out. At one point, apparently, they thought he had died of an overdose. And there was two people that were cleaning everything up, trying to, to, to scram out of there when he came to. And he's admitting that he was, I, I can't use the words because we'd lose our FCC license, but what he was doing, even though this is a new show, I guess I could, but I'm not, what he was doing was just totally erotic, illicit, whatever PG word you want to use for it, you can, you can fill in the blanks. And he's, he's saying that this was all filmed on his laptop, pictures, video, everything else. And the Russians that were there while he was strung out on drugs, they flew the coop with his laptop. Mm-hmm. And he's telling this prostitute all this, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned that I might be blackmailed. Well, what about our entire country being blackmailed? Yeah. What about your dad being blackmailed? What kind of deals? I mean, first of all, we, we look at the, the, the stupid jackass things that Biden is doing right now. For example... Now, this has nothing to do with Russia, although Russia is in the energy business. And uh, but the, the deals that that uh, he, he just went to his guy just went to OPEC yesterday and said, please, please put out more oil while he's turning around and shutting down the oil business in the United States, cutting down the Keystone pipeline, uh, putting all kinds of reg- <clears throat> regulations out there. In fact, um, Governor Abbott out of Texas, he's he slammed Biden today saying, wait a minute, Uh, Texas can take it. Just get off of our backs in Texas, and we can take care of the petroleum needs of the United States. Just leave us alone and open things back up as they should be. You don't have to go begging for OPEC. Now, okay, that has nothing to do with Russians stealing the laptop, but the the stupid, stupid decisions that Joe Biden is making. Now, I under—look— I don't even say this without hesitating. I respect the office of the presidency, but I have no respect for Joe Biden. And he is making dumb, dumb decisions. But how many, how, how many more dumb decisions will we make when somebody calls him up and says, hey, we're going to release this video of your son unless you do so-and-so? Well, you know, and that same, and that's along that same line, uh, you know, he begs and pleads with OPEC. To hey, how about produce some more oil so we can get our energy prices down? But just just this in from Fox News, he's made a plea to the Taliban to basically chill out so we can get our people out of the embassy in Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, and by the way, we sent three thousand troops over there to get them out of the embassy. So we're putting our good men and women in harm's way because of his stupid decisions. By, by the way, uh, there was another story. I, I didn't read the entire story; just saw the headline. You're talking about how uh, um, uh, Obama is so concerned about optics. Apparently, he lied to the American people, talking about uh, getting the troops out of Af- Afghanistan back when he was president. Mm-hmm. He said uh, one thing and did something else. No, no surprise there. Yeah, Taliban is. Uh, you know, it, it it makes me want to throw up when I think about. The billions and billions of dollars spent, the lives lost, the soldiers maimed for life for us to go over there and uh, bail out Afghanistan. 
um, basically hand the keys uh, of a free country over to to a country that doesn't know how or doesn't have the fortitude to defend themselves, won't train themselves, and the Taliban. And, and this was predictable. I mean, you know, this we've been doing this program for twelve years, and I said it at the time. I said, look, I I don't I don't know that leaving um, wasn't was was the wrong decision because you got to get out of there at some point. But frankly, you know, I mean, we're in a lot of places. We're still in Korea mm-hmm. and we're still in Germany. And I, I asked the question then, should we not be staying? I mean, it, it, do we not protect our investment and lives lost? Yeah, and I've never agreed with, you know, setting a hard date, you know. I mean, yeah, because Taliban's sitting there waiting. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll wait you out. Yeah, I mean, we're not going anywhere. I mean, you might, you know, talk about that internally. Uh, and, and talk about what your plans to get to that date. But just this hard date, I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, the entire northern part of, Tal- of uh, Afghanistan has fallen to the Taliban. Some officials estimate the Taliban has gained control of more than 65% of the country. You, you know, about halfway through Donald Trump's uh, administration, it was down to just a fraction of that. I mean, it, it disappeared from the news. We didn't hear anything about the Taliban. Mm-mm. And uh, guess what? They're back. Hey, we've got to take a time out. We're overdue. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Tonight, partly cloudy, a little around 75. Uh, tomorrow, another hot one. Heat index as high as 104 tomorrow. Otherwise, sunshine. Tomorrow night, a little around 75. A south wind coming in at 8 miles an hour, so it's not going to do a whole lot to cool you down. Just warm things up for Saturday. A slight chance of a thunderstorm Saturday afternoon with a high around 92. So maybe one degree cooler on Saturday. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, and outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville, 252-752-4653. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. So during remarks at the White House earlier this week... Cousin Eddie, a.k.a. Joe Biden, attempted to downplay concerns about inflation by claiming. Yeah, I, that's what we're, I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. He said, and this I, I, I quote. When you take out the goods directly impacted by the pandemic, like cars and airplane tickets and month, the monthly core consumer price index is less than two tenths of one percent. Biden said from the East Room. Joe, what are you talking about? I mean, so so what? So what, Joe? Everything, everything, you don't just, people have to live, Joe. (laughs) Well, well, he said something yesterday. I don't know if you've got got it there, but he said something yesterday that just, I mean, I know he's limited in his faculties anyway, but he probably, you know, 55 years in government, he probably doesn't know the difference. But he made the comment of, um, well, you know, the oil prices have dropped down the last few days, but they hadn't dropped down at the pumps. And sort of talking about price gouging. And I want to say, do you actually think it goes from 
out of the ground into the freaking gas tank yeah, you idiot yeah, yeah. it has to be refined and there's well there's he in, just he just doesn't want to get the blame man. and there's He's trying to, there's inventories at um you know obviously at other le- price levels i mean too that gets worked through that's what any any goods but the you've got press there and is there not a honest person in no, the room no. to raise their hands and says Mr. President, what you just said makes absolutely zero sense. Peter Ducey is the only one up there. Only that, one. The only one to ask a question that I, that I can see. I mean, that, that, that's that's on the front row and is allowed to ask questions. I'm sure there's other conservative organizations that would like to get in there and ask questions. Fox News has released a uh, poll, released it about the time we went off the air yesterday. Voter concern over inflation remains sky high as more voters blame higher prices on the pandemic than on the government. At the same time, over half their family finances positivity, positively and far fewer are looking for help from Uncle Sam than last year. At the same time, over half their half rate their over half rate their family finances positively and uh, are not looking for Uncle Sam to help them out. Uh, that's according to the Fox News poll. Forty seven percent say the message they would like to give to the federal government is leave me alone. That's up from 36% a, a year ago. The shift comes almost completely from Republicans. A year ago, they're more likely to ask the government to leave me alone than lend a hand by a slim margin, 48 to 45%. Now Republicans are firmly in the back-off camp, 56%, um, 56 points, 75 to 90, uh, 19%. Message you would send to government. Democrats, leave me alone, 18%. Lend me a hand, 69%. This is pretty much the difference between Republicans and Democrats. Message you would send to government, Democrats say, lend me a hand, 69%. Leave me alone, 18%. Republicans are the inverse of that. Leave me alone, 75%. Lend me a hand, 19%. Question. Um, has uh, inflation called a hard hardship for your family? Grocery prices, 70% yes. Gas prices, 67% yes. Housing costs, 50%, 53% yes. Of course, gas, uh, housing prices don't change that quickly. Economic conditions, the nation, excellent, 5%. And this is Democrats and Republicans together. This is everybody together, registered voters. Uh, the, the economy of the nation, excellent, 5%. You personally, 14%. Good, 24%. Only fair, 38%. The economy of the nation, poor, 33%. So, and uh, these people would rate their personal economic condition overall better than they would rate the nation's overall economic um, condition. Concerned about inflation, yes, 86%. That is up 3% since June. No, 14%. That's down 2% from June. What is responsible for rising prices? Coronavirus, yes, 86%, no, 12%. Economic policies of the government, yes, 79%, no, 19%. Regular ups and downs, 72% said yes, 26% said no. Um, So overall, I wouldn't say that uh, Joe's gotten great (laughs) ratings, but this one is really, I guess it's not a surprise. It's a, a huge disappointment. We were talking during the break. Are we, at this point as a nation, beyond the point of no return? Yes. 
<laughs> well, that wasn't the that wasn't the question, but <laughs> favorable opinion of capitalism. Favorable opinion of capitalism amongst Democrats. Forty nine percent have a have a, a favorable opinion of Democrats. They have a fifty nine percent favorable opinion of socialism. Mm. There are more Democrats out there that approve of socialism than capitalism. I believe that. Amongst Republicans, capitalism, 67 percent, socialism, 8 percent. But, I, you know, I guess, I mean, t- two things come to mind. One, if you're a true capitalist, you've left the Democratic Party and joined some other party. You've joined the Libertarians, you've gone independent, but you're not still in the Democratic Party. I mean, a lot of them, I'm saying all of them have, but a lot of them have. Yeah, but unfortunately— um I, I I want to agree with that, but I know it's not true just because I know so many Democrats that are deep down, they're, they're capitalists, but they, I mean, they're so much addicted to their tribe. And there's, there's Republicans the same way that they will, they don't want to lose the merit badges they've, that they've built up in their party. I mean, it's, they just, it's, it's like, it's a fraternity, they're a fraternity member and they just can't leave, leave it no matter what happens. Well, they don't believe in the nonsense deep down inside, but they just can't get over the fact that they've been inv- invited to cocktail parties for the last 30 years. And they want to keep there's get- the, I think there's a name for that. It starts with a P and ends with a toot. <laughs> well, they like the smell of cheap cologne on starch shirts. No, it's, on it, politicians. They're prostituting themselves. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I want this. And so therefore, I'm going to lower my standards. That, that is. I mean, unfortunately, you're probably right, but that's totally frustrating. Let's play political trivia, shall we? It's let's, lighten it yeah, let's lighten it up a lot. <laughs> 561-8255. Your cat is going to go quick, okay? So don't sit around and wait for somebody else to hear the question because it's going to go quick. You'd say it would go quick, don't you think? It should, yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Your category, new innovations. 561-8255. Give us a call. We'll play and we'll get back. News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Congratulations to Betty Watson of Falkland, North Carolina. She got it right. It was the Model T Ford that came out for the first time on this day in 1908. And uh, I wonder how many Model Model T Fords are left on the road today. I mean, I'm sure they're all antiques, but that you actually take out and drive as an antique automobile. I actually actually saw one one of the very first ones restored um, four or five years ago. Making not me many. feel old. Now, it's not a, many. <laughs> the um, CNN anchor. Who, Don Lamont? Well, you name them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all basically going after conservatives for noticing that um, there's a crisis at the border. They want to pretend it doesn't exist. And we've been talking about the fact that between 20 and 30 percent of those people coming across the border illegally are infected with COVID. And, you know, when I'm wrong, I will admit it. I will repent. Um, It's more like 40 percent. Laredo Mayor Pete 
Sanez said in an interview referring to the infection rate among migrants dropped off by the Border Patrol last week, Laredo Health Authority Dr. Victor Trevino confirmed the numbers. The 40% infection rate is the highest known positivity rate along the U.S.-Mexican border. Last week, McAllen, Texas, reported a 15% positivity rate among migrants released from custody. Concerned that migrants arriving in Laredo would further strain hospital resources, Laredo officials contracted private bus companies to transport migrants arriving from the Rio Grande Valley to larger cities across the state, not admitting migrants on the McAllen buses. The city is not required to test them for the coronavirus and could forward families elsewhere. Was it um, Jim Perry we were talking to a week or so ago? And um, I think it was Jim. I'm, I'm trying to remember that and asked, you know, is there any indication that we've got any of these illegal migrants being shipped up to North Carolina? And the answer was uh, he didn't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'd be really leery. Yeah. Uh, I'd be really leery. I'd be real careful. I mean, almost to the point that when you see a charter bus crossing into your state, do you have a state trooper there to pull them over and find out who's in it? Yeah, and we've got some pretty uh, you know good highways at you know ninety five and forty. Uh, you know, forty runs across the United States. And oh yeah, 95 right, runs, right into Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, like, and twenty just just to our south yeah. comes into Florence, South Carolina, just south of North Carolina. But you just mentioned the positivity rate. I think would you say forty percent? And this one at Laredo. Now yeah. compare compare that to North Carolina is like between ten and eleven percent. The most recent data, which was this morning that I saw, was released. I mean that's that's a, and that's uh, that's what we know about in Texas. Yeah. What about that you don't know about? Yeah. It's just, you know, swimming a river or jumping the, the border. Lori Lightfoot, she is um, the alien from uh, the Star Beetlejuice, Wars. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, <laughs> Well, is it the Beetlejuice or she could, she could be an extra in the Star <laughs> Wars bar scene and she would need no makeup? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think the casting crew, as soon as they saw her, I want her. Come on. <laughs> Said, who did her makeup? Good job, guys. <laughs> we're terrible. We're, we're catty. Uh, but she is, um, she is not liked by the Chicago Police Department. You know, this young lady, Ella French, who was uh, shot and killed mm-hmm. on a traffic stop. I guess it was early Sunday morning. And the other guy's still in serious condition. Her partner, yeah, right? her partner is in serious condition at the hospital. And um, when she came in with all the cameras rolling, of course, to the hospital to uh, see what had happened and check on the police officers, supposedly, all the officers that were there paying homage to the uh, to both of the officers and protecting the officer that was still fighting for his life, every police officer turned their back on the mayor. Good for them. Every one of them. Um, and then there was this statement from the deputy director. What was his name? I'm trying to f- look at it here in this article. The, 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 the uh, first deputy superintendent, Eric Carter, was caught on audio Saturday night. So I guess the, I guess the shooting was Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Saturday night. 
that there was no time to organize the bad the bagpipe squad to pay honor to Ella French. Lightfoot said it was based on a change in COVID protocols, but yet the medical examiner's office said things have not changed. Could we give this officer, could, could this deputy superintendent, Eric Carter, and the extra from the Star Wars scene, could we, Lori Lightfoot, you know, that almost sounds like a Star Wars name. <laughs> dun, 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 the Adventures of Lori Lightfoot. Um, Sound like a, a 70s rock band or something. <laughs> but in all seriousness, could we give this fallen officer even just a fraction of the homage that George Floyd got? Sir, jo- Sir George. Sir George. I mean, he, he, this guy had a telephone-sized rap sheet, a known drug dealer. And no, I'm not, I'm not defending what happened to him. Mm. And he's got he, a bronze statue in New Jersey, I believe it is. He shouldn't have died. But can we give just a – but neither should this police officer no. who was doing her job. But, you know, the, the Democrats in Washington and really all over the country, except for people like Cory Bush we talked about yesterday or the day before, they are running away from this defund police like they didn't have anything to do with it. But you know what? Your silence for a year and a half is loud. Is loud. And I hope people remember that. I hope if a policeman votes for a Democrat, I just don't understand it. They have, they have not supported you anywhere in America. Clark just put a picture of Lori Lightfoot up on the screen if you're watching on Cable 7 or Facebook. That's actually a good picture of actually, her. Actually, it is. Actually. She mm-hmm. actually she might not make the Star Wars bar scene with that picture. She <laughs> needs to get one a little bit more. That's even with an illegal COVID haircut, too. <laughs> the uh, bottom line is, uh, yeah, we need to pray for our police officers. I mean, this was just a routine traffic stop. And these two two brothers, they've been they've arrested the two two boys that shot and killed the one officer. And do, do you realize that? And, that, and they look like I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't get a lot of details. It looks like they might have been might have been a gang shooting. But for the life of me, is is life so worthless? I mean, your own life is your own life that worthless that you're going to throw it away? That you're willing to spend the rest of your life in prison? Did you think you're going to get away with it? Maybe they did. I, well, but, you know, it happened so much in Chicago, and they get away with it so much. Um, maybe I, that's what they're thinking. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think it ever crosses their mind. The violence in uh, our cities is at an all-time high, and yet it just seems to get worse and worse. Unfortunately, um, uh, again, I I come back to some real basics. I know, you know, and of course, Lori Lightfoot. That's, that's the other reason she was in trouble, that she she blamed it on guns and the violence that guns bring to a city. After this uh, police officer died, uh, guns don't bring any violence to the city. Uh, it's the people that use the guns that uh, bring the violence. Hey, um, pray for our nation. Uh, We need to get families intact. We need to get back to uh, the Ten Commandments. Uh, It's actually a pretty simple solution, but to get there is not as easy. Hey, uh, we're going to be off tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you at 5 o'clock on Monday. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.